Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, happy Tuesday, August 29, 2023. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife of both the Elijah List here, which is the written portion of what we're doing, what we do here. And then you're watching Elijah's streams, which is the video portion. So anyway, welcome to the broadcast. We are in year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets and uh, having a ball doing it. All right, we're going to bring on Johnny Enlow in just a few minutes here. A couple things to show you. First, let's run a quick reminder of the uh, water, fresh water wells that you are sowing into and that we are so grateful for. So here's that. Every child deserves hope and education, good health a future. In Uganda, those things are stolen from children. One of those thieves is dirty water. In Uganda, some people only have access to muddied, filthy water. It is killing them. But you can help save the future generations. Give a gift towards the drilling of clean water wells. Donate today at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. And I know many of these children will come up to you one day in heaven when you when it's your time to be there and they'll thank you because the Lord will tell them that they sowed into your to the water well that kept you alive so you could get to know the Lord and all of that they'll be thanking you uh, in person, up close and personal. So anyway, okay, before we bring Johnny in, we're going to do a This Happened. Let me just set this up. Uh, Robin Bullock uh, had a prophetic word about uh, a fire that would be like a Chernobyl accident type of fire. So we're going to play that, and then I'm going to explain what I've done some research on. And, of course, we're we're talking about the Lahaina fire, and I'll explain after you watch this clip. I just want you to hear what he said. I think it was June, but it'll be on the screen. So here we go with that clip. I saw a war in the Pacific. Uh, that's what I saw. We need to begin to pray against that. We need to begin to pray against it. I saw war and unrest in the West Bank in Israel. And then I saw something that was really, it was really strange to me. I had to stop and look it up. I saw, this is what I saw. A, a Chernobyl type fire incident as as a, a Chernobyl if I'm saying it right type fire incident I saw that apocalyptic images from Hawaii where wildfires have killed at least six people in Maui County violent and explosive wildfires have torn through the island of Maui destroying homes and businesses the fires being fueled by a hurricane 800 miles away it erupted so suddenly people had to run into the ocean to escape the fire and then later be rescued Our breaking news in hawaii right now at least a thousand people are still missing as the deadly wildfires burn breaking news anchor megan mitchell joins us from the newsroom with the latest from overnight okay megan officials say they do expect that death toll to rise 
Yeah, Kara, and this morning we know that 55 people have died in this fire. Officials even saying they've barely began the process for looking for survivors here. The devastation is overwhelming. The governor there even saying that it looked like a bomb went off. Images of an island paradise, palm trees, sailboats, buildings, all up in flames. At least a thousand structures burned down. Block after block, houses are burnt to a crisp, almost looking like ruins of what was just a few days ago, a colorful vacation and residential community. There is a shortage of water. There's a shortage of power. It's out for more than 11,000 people, and it could take weeks to get it back. So the word that uh, Robin got in June is that there was going to be a Chernobyl type of fire. Um, and so I, as he showed that to me, sent that to me last night and the Lord, I believe it was the Lord had me look up. First of all, what was the temperature of the Chernobyl fire? And there was a fire there. And so the Chernobyl, Chernobyl fire during the nuclear disaster, 1986 released temperatures estimated to be as high as 3,992 degrees Fahrenheit, almost just shy of 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit. And then, and every, most of the people that are on here know that there's a strong likelihood that this was a directed energy weapon that was used on this uh, city, which of course they will deny. And it says, the, the dues, directed energy weapons, can generate extreme temperatures measured in thousands of degrees Fahrenheit. Some high-powered lasers used in dues can reach temperatures of tens of, tens of thousands of degrees Fahrenheit, capable of melting or vaporizing materials on the target surface. And that's what we saw, cars just almost vapor. Most of those houses, they just looked like they dropped where they were, they just burned right into their own footprints. So they're there, then they're gone. And of course we saw the flames. So in other words, if this is what most of us think it is, I personally believe it was a directed energy weapon used against Lahaina. Um, it, the likelihood is that it was multiple Chernobyls as far as temperatures, because that would be Chernobyl would be about 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit, and these could be tens of thousands of degrees Fahrenheit. Um, so that's what I'm, that's me, Steve Schultz, saying that's what I think. Uh, first of all, I, I believe it's a confirmation of what the Lord was saying. It's a Chernobyl type of fire. In other words, way hotter than fire itself. You know, I don't know what the temperature of fire is, but this is a lot hotter than just fire. So, all right, I wanted to share that with you. I believe that's a confirmation. Uh, we usually put these as we call this a this happened, a this happened um, episode is it, instead of just saying this is the fulfillment of, because people will have different opinions and discernments of what they think is the actual fulfillment or not. So rather than try and uh, convince you that this is it, we just call it this happened. This was said. Here's a new story. This happened. And then you draw your own conclusion. So I want to share that with you. I think that's all we have. Uh, so it's time to bring in Johnny Enlil Unfiltered. Here we go with that. 13, 49 hours declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. So Johnny, we're going to give the people some uh, a resource to go to, but what were your thoughts about this attack? And you, do you consider it an attack as well? 
Yeah, I consider it. I think it's a Maui massacre and we don't know for sure who did it yet. And we need to keep, we need to get everybody on it spiritually, naturally, um, in order to not let this thing, um, just hide. Yeah. You know, I have a very personal, um, connection to it. The last two anniversaries, Elizabeth and I, um, we have pictures of us eating at those restaurants right in Lahaina that were, that are gone, that are all burned down. And so we just had some of the most uh, beautiful sunsets and, and, and just remembering the people there and just many of the, of the, yeah. the locals there that, you know, so there's a part of it ends up feeling personal for those who um, would get offended at going to Maui. We don't have a place if that's considered wrong, but we have friends who invite us. And yeah. so they like, you all need a break. And so we get that. But I do believe that, um, uh, that this is something the body of Christ can, uh, can continue to, when, it, you know, when the body, when Jesus said, you are the light of the world, the light is like, think of flashlights going into a dark place and the cockroaches run. And so we can expose darkness and we can use, you know, the weapons of our warfare, are not carnal, but we can use our natural eyes, natural reports that we get from people. And there's just hundreds of them coming out that let us know something very sinister happened. And then we can, you know, some, some, some of them maybe have truths. That's why we want to uh, stay on it. In fact, besides what you're going to put up there, I, I think Steve, which is uh, some, of course, 100% in agreement. I know, as you know, Elizabeth has just really uh, been digging into this, feeling a burden for it and, and really has it on her heart that we need to uh, press in as the body of Christ towards it. I'm going to put up a, a Facebook post on the Johnny and Elizabeth page where I'm just going to say, Maui, tell it all. And uh, those of you will will know, you know, we still have to worry about suppression of, of truth. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, you know, along that line, Elizabeth, you while you're in travels to get to where you are and that you and Elizabeth are two different locations, she sent me actually both of us, but you hadn't seen it yet. Uh, this particular what it was, she there, there's a real estate businessman named uh, Eric, Eric West. There he is. And with his wife and uh, very successful there. But he has taken on this Lahaina um, project. He's for the people he wants to help the people and she has said that he wants everything from information that you have concerning what happened that you can give him confidentially he i believe he has a setup where he can take donations to bring bring items in there but there's a seven minute video we're going to put that video in the description underneath rumble and in the comments we'll put that there a number of times uh, dennis and i think we said this but if we didn't i'll say it here so that people can click into his his website is there. That website is set up, MauiFG.org is set up for the, the purpose of sowing into this. This isn't for him. This isn't to make him any money. This is to help the people of Lahaina and to, if you have things that you can, um, you know, I think Elizabeth said, even if you had oxygen, um, equipment for medical whatever you might have physically or whatever you can do uh, this isn't just about raising money but about coming alongside and helping the people of Lahaina um, anything else you want to say I know when when Elizabeth because she gave me a long um, a carefully worded statement about how long she has watched him for days 
give report after report after report online so she knows that this is a man to be trusted. When Elizabeth says this is a man to be trusted, he sort of take that to the bank in my view. But any other thoughts, Johnny? Well, the only other thought is for some reason I, I checked the weather report for Maui today, Lahaina, and there's like a triple alert, a fire alert, because uh, unusual wind and fire thing could happen. And there's what? unusual uh, uh, tides and flooding could be there. And what was the third one? I'm like, what in the world? So they may not be done being under assault. And, wow. Um, so just as we're agreeing with it, Lord, release the angels to stop whatever dastardly thing the yeah. demonic realm is trying to accomplish for, over Naui and Hawaii in general. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, they, so you got to check in your spirit on that. So, wow. I mean, I think we, even on our own elementary thinking, we think, okay, the enemy did a bad thing, now he's done. And you're saying he might not even be, they might not even be done. Well, the reason they may not be done is because they know people are going after evidence. And so they they have their own evil vested interest in uh, getting rid of any evidence that might still be there. And so uh, there's just no telling what they might what they might go for. Yeah. And, you know, and I'll, I'll say this. People have heard HARP, H-A-R-P, which it has a weather. It's technology to stir up the weather, right? I mean, they've had it for a generation or so, for tens and tens of years, right? But definitely. And it can manipulate the weather. And we're not sure to what degree. At minimum, if there is a storm, it can aggravate it, direct it add wind speed, which would be why there would be that whatever the weird was a hurricane door or something that was there at the same time. And so there is there is that capability. And then with the the DEW's directed energy weapons um, that you mentioned already, Steve, that is um, that is, you know, going to the next level for we'll say it, whoever we call them, some element of the deep state. Some, uh, uh, I don't know, you know, if it came from a China source, from whatever yeah. else, but it's part of, there's kind of, you know, the war that's been going on behind the scenes, it's kind of, it, it's popping, it's popping up into the real world where uh, we're seeing that evidence because there are fires. I think there was like 17 other cities across America that since then have had these um, sudden fires uh, showing up and, um, and actually, it's they were showing me in Colombia. I'll tell about not necessarily that part, but I, w- I just got back from Colombia last night that they were showing all these fires. In fact, they caught somebody on video literally going through, um, forget what nation it was. And there's this swamp uh, that has, you know, the cane grass um, that's high. And somebody's is going with a blowtorch and, um, and they're going a speedboat. And they're just blowtorching a whole area. Next thing you know, there's this huge fire. And of course, it's part of the the deep states um, next, or it's not even just next, they've already been, been doing it, is the, the the environmental push thing they're trying to do is get nations uh, you know, to buy into the fact that this is all happening because of global warming. Yeah. So it's going around as a meme. Here's global warming. These guys starting fires with... And something even uh, more direct than the directed energy weapons, which come from 
Uh, they can do that from the sky and whatever. So. I saw some. I don't know who it was because it was going by in the news, and it and uh, and it just made me angry, Johnny, because this thing had just happened in Lahaina, and so someone in authority was saying, "Folks, this means we're probably going to have to completely narrow our footprint or our our carbon footprint," and it just made me furious because you know they're causing this these disasters and then saying this is all about global warming or global climate change how whatever term they used on any given day and and the answer to everything is we need to control you and you need to do less and less uh you need to stay in your house and not leave that's what they're trying to get people to do and kill kill a lot of people that way it just makes me so that's, angry that's one of the main points for those who don't know they're they know that it would take uh approximately a third of the budget that's really what the, the the if they buy into the global and and they you know and that's what they're trying to do is get the leaders of a nation to say we're we're in it we're in it with them and so you agree to whatever the accord is and a third of the gross income of a nation will go towards that so where they're already devastated where they're already third world nations this just beats them up more and of course they just know that a beat up nation is easier to control easier to get uh, to access the human traffic uh, capabilities there. And so it's all connected to that type of agenda. None of these people have any concern at all for the actual earth and, uh, you know, for mountains or rivers. That's, that's the hypocrisy of it all. Yeah. If there's anything, we maybe have some vacuum as the church because we've had this, well, the planet's going to burn up and be worth nothing, uh, ignoring all the scriptures that Jesus himself yeah. said, the righteous inherit, the meek inherit the earth. So we haven't properly valued the earth. And so in the vacuum of us not giving a message of caring for the planet, they've taken that message, but they're actually the destroyers of the planet. Yeah. And they're the ones that, according to Revelation, he will destroy those who destroy the earth. Yeah. They have a promise from him of judgment and justice uh, coming on their head for doing that because they are destroying the earth that he made since Genesis one. And he looked at it before humans were ever on it. He said, this is good. And he said, this is very good. And that was before Adam and Eve were there. So for those who, who think this was just a disposable piece of junk that he decided to put the one valuable thing he had in the middle of junk. No, he saw it was good. He doesn't, he doesn't make junk. Our, our God doesn't yeah. create junk. And Johnny, do you have, you said something about a few minutes ago, do you have then a sense that the deep state, the globalists, whatever term we would use, that they're basically in panic mode because we're coming for them and they know it and they're, 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 they're pulling out all the stops. What would you say about all that? 1000%. I think what's become obvious even, and I'll tell them more about this when I was just in Columbia, one of the things then, I had the privilege of doing was a meeting with a bunch of governmental leaders from many nations and that came to our event and, and presidential candidates and part of it, they, you know, they just actually, um, almost, I don't say they surrounded me and like, you have to spiritually cover us. Wow. Um, and, and cause we were, our initial motivation to even show up in government years ago was from reading the seven mountain prophecy and this and that you're, you're you know, they directly said, you're our father in this and you wow. have this and that and, uh, and all that. So we're, as we go around, like that was the nation of Colombia. their president, his name is Pet, the last name Petro. And he is, if possible, I don't know if worse than worse than Biden. Um, but he is just, he, he is such a scoundrel 
And he's not just scoundrel corrupt, but he's a pervert. They know about him cross-dressing and, and, and way, way, way worse than that. And this is going, this is around the world right now. And I am convinced that there is an operation. It's a military operation. A bunch of nations of the world are involved in it. It's been going on for a very long time. And the nature of there being so many of the worst leaders of decades being in charge of nations, I believe it's part of a plan where it, it makes sure they can't, they can't get away. They can't get away. It's like the Bidens. They can't just run off and hide because they're in the president's office. And so they're going to they're going to get it all exposed, their connections, the betrayal. And once you start with exposing them, it's everybody who's been praising them and connected to them and aligned with them. And so there's a whole cascade of a reveal that takes place. But I believe that President Lula in Brazil, he is he is the Biden there. Petri in Colombia is their Biden. Um, the guy that just got taken out, Castillo in Peru, um, he, he, he wasn't, he's not been a long-termer like these other ones. But you go around the world and there's a bunch of these figures and it is a global takedown that's taking place. And they're not just in the crosshairs. For those of you who don't believe in that there is a, a military alliance uh, among nations, which there is, um, there's a military alliance from heaven that is um, after them all. This is this is the time for this type of cleaning cleaning up. And so in the desperation, they're going straight for um, the kill, you know, uh, they're doing killing. I don't know if their their intent is as a th- threat and warning to others. And um, but, it, you know, the part of it that's OK is um, they are being revealed. They're being exposed. As I've said several times, I was just got through saying this in Spanish several times down in, in Colombia as well, that you can misread when the enemy is more overt, such as the Maui situation and many others that we're seeing. The holding, you know, the fact that President Trump has four indictments that they're trying to accelerate um, into some trial or whatever, while Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell are exposed, arrested and guilty. And what they're guilty for is trafficking minors to these people that came to their island. And in that is all kinds of presidents, the Clinton. Mm. Obama, uh, you know, all, all kinds of stars from all over the place. Not a one of those has an indictment against them, but yet the president must be indicted. So it's like this is all coming out before the world. And I kind of think there's the military alliance of, of the world wants. I think they have known for some time that they have to do uh, in, an interim takeover of the nations because they have been totally run over by uh, a Jezebelian, Luciferian, um, uh, pedophilic uh, system, cult. It's really a cult that really had succeeded. Those of you who weren't, oh, this could go to a one world government. We've been under a one world government, that one world government. And so there were patriots and God-fearing ones in nations around the world. And I believe there's at least 40 or 50 nations cooperating um, with this. And so these have they've they've known for some time that the systems were too corrupted even to save. But they knew if they just stepped in, the people would revolt. 
and they would say, hey, this is not democratic and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they have to let the people see yeah. uh, who they really are. And so um, and in this way, what you say, they have to let. In other words, Trump could have with the power he wielded, he could have stopped the entire stealing of the election. He knew it was being stolen. He could have stopped it. But by his wisdom, the wisdom that came from God, he let it all go through. He let the steal happen so that we could go for it. Now, it's two or three years later, we're still waking up to see what's going on in there. And you said something a minute ago about, you know, we've been talking about the one world government that's coming. We've been under it, and I've never said, seen that before. You even said it in a new way today that I thought, you're right. We've been under a one world government for a long time. Certain families that control the earth, right? I mean, something it's like that. It's not even questionable if you have average intelligence and not drugged by a, a, a spirit of witchcraft. Because um, how do you get 200 and something nations to all cooperate, all the highest level institutions in those government, all the media of 200 governments? How do you get 200 nations to all bow to the CDC and the World Health Organization and make everybody the same guidelines, give everybody the same guidelines? It didn't matter. You went to Colombia, to Peru. Uh, you went to China, where, wherever it else, and it, it's, you know, you needed to be six feet away from each other. And they would, the way it would be described in these six, six, six uh, blocks. And it's like six, six, six. Now, hello. Why, why wasn't it seven, seven, seven? Yeah. Uh, they could have done it with, with that. Uh, but then masking with, you know, for the first time in history, the healthy ones wear the masks. And um, and and so, you know, we're used to seeing medical masks, but that was, uh, um, you know, ones that were sick um, uh, would do so. And so you have this whole uh, whole new uh, as many doctors have been exposing this whole new way, this backwards, upside down um, medical uh, new intel on how we take care of something. And then the reports out, all the studies tell you that the mask didn't work anyway, if it was a real thing, that they had no capability of blocking um, the, 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 how thin, how small the, the virus is. Well, I don't even have the right words and technology in front of me, but yeah. anyway, it's been, it's been that part of it's been a scam. But the point I'm making, how do you get all nations of the world? How, how do you get them all to, to agree to do this? And and so it just it just shows. Yeah, I mean, and it's like it's so logical that it, you don't even think about it. It's just too easy to you know look for the simple. So the simple thing is that's proof, and that's what you're saying is it's proof that it's one world control because otherwise they wouldn't all be agreeing. Countries fight each other, you know, and here they're all agreeing to something that's so stupid, and yet they're all in bed together with it. So that's like proof it, anyway. You connect that with the knowledge that there's, I, I'm not sure the exact numbers, I think it was 186 central banks that were all Rothschild uh, connected. And so what that means, any nation that didn't bow, in fact, there was four or five African nations that their ruler, whether through righteousness or just being clear headed enough to see the scam behind it, wouldn't go along. And then he suddenly died under mysterious circumstances. And so... And then every nation that didn't bow faced you. You're not going to get any resources from, and especially anybody who's already in debt. That's why they like nations in debt because once you're in debt, they're like, 
Um, we're going to make you pay up now. Basically, we're going to bankrupt you as a nation if you don't kiss the ring and go on with this agenda. But I'm like, how could it have gotten any worse? They're literally, the, when the numbers come out, we're going to find out that this, uh, number one, it was it was bioengineered. And it was only mm. probably through prayers that it was, you know, they got decimated the way it, it did to it not being very significant. But between the bioengineered COVID and, of course, 100 times worse, the worse, the vaccinations itself, it is uh, it is going to be known to be in the millions, the deaths that they that they cause, not even to, you know, not even to, to talk about like the nation of Peru, only 30 million people there and 5 million people lost their their jobs. Um, and they had 47 percent of uh, middle to small businesses in Colombia shut down and closed. So they killed economies. They killed uh, regional economies, national economies. They killed people. And so it, it was a, a global hit from a global world government. And so uh, whatever you look at and, and, and whatever perspective people have of the end times out of the book of uh, Revelation is like, no, there's going to come a time when this and that and the other. Listen, the, the straightforward damage that they did to families uh, and to economies, not to mention they're saying um, that that year and a half, two years, depending on what nation it was, two and a half years of students being um, mass restricted and not allowed to learn the normal way that there is uh, they they already have ways that register kind of um, you know that's their projection we won't necessarily say we'll agree with their prophetic word but there 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 is a a uh, um, a deficit an educational and deficit that will register on them for forever because of what happened plus the distortion of that time plus there's been a approximately depending on what nation, maybe even more, 25 increase of depression and um, on children and uh, young people since the COVID. So it's it's an all-out assault from hell and the gates of hell using this Luciferian pedophilic uh, mafia that is getting removed. That it's yeah. happening. Um, it is getting removed. And, you know, we're at a point, this is an interesting transition season, month, weeks or whatever, we're suddenly, we're having to transition from only building up or primarily building up to say, to we've got to wake up and say, folks, this is not a drill. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. This is really happening. They're really attacking whole cities and hundreds, if not thousands are dying so there's a point where you got to say, I know you and I feel very strongly about we not not scaring the people. God was very clear. And yet there's a point at which you say, folks, this is actually happening. Wake up, right? I mean, what else would you say about that? No, and that is, that tension you just talked about, Steve, is significant. And I was in, in uh, Colombia with a bunch of leaders from all over Central and South America. In fact, where I was speaking was going out to 65 nations. And... um it is it, it it goes with that intro we have um 
the, the pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. Yeah. What I began prophesying, just I think others as well, but since 2016, I said a great awakening is coming. It will be preceded by a rude awakening. So the rude awakening is to wake us up. And so if you're, if you're asleep, and most of society has been, and I had no idea of the, the depths and the mm-hmm. level of thoroughness yeah. of the hold of, uh, of the demonic and the Luciferian cult on everything. To the degree you were asleep and unaware of it, you had to. It's like if someone's asleep and needs to wake up, there's not a wrong way to. It doesn't matter if it scares them. You throw a bucket of, of water in their face. Ah, what's going on? It's fine. It's worth it. You have to scare them the first time. Um, but once they're awake, yeah. then we go into, hey, this is part of a great awakening. So I, I kept going back and forth. I said, here's, here's the part I have to tell you of the rude awakening. So the root awakening, so we'll apply it like the children of Israel, as we do it all, all the time, talking about the 10 spies and then Joshua and Caleb going there. Well, the 10 spies, uh, you know, there's a part of the root awakening. Hey, th- they are big enemies. They're giants. And, and the problem is if they don't know the next step of they will be bred for us, that Caleb and Joshua, but they needed to be aware that if they thought they were just going to, uh, you know, skip. And, and run into the promised mm. land and it was all just unoccupied and just to be available for them to be the head and not the tail with nothing. It's like, no, 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 no. There, there are stuff. And so we're, it's being exposed at a global level, seven mountains, um, the, the infiltration, all the seven mountains, the tops of all the mountains have been taken in all the nations of the world. Mm. It has been strategically gatekeepers at the top of all the mountains that don't allow you to, you're allowed to certain place. But if you haven't allowed yourself to be blackmailed, you are not given access to the top levels. And mm. that's what is being cleaned up. And, you know, Steve, this is the part that's really, really encouraging if people understood. Um, President Trump's interview with Tucker Carlson on Republican night, Republican yeah. uh, um, the debate and and which we now learned. I think everybody who's awake knows the Republican debate is just the deep states, um, uh, you know, the rhinos, whoever the Republicans in name only. They're the deep states, um, uh, you know, them raising up. The, they, they have the, the thesis and the antithesis. And so they raise up both. It's the Democrats and the Republicans. It's CNN and it's Fox. And so they have, and they get you fighting this way, looking this way, and then they run with the synthesis. Hmm. So the, the thesis and the antithesis, that's, that's how they keep you know, the distraction going and the control. But the good news, last I saw, and it was only within two days of, of the interview, it was 272 million people. <laughs> Never before in history. In history. And then Trump does the coup de gras of the day after he gets, um, you know, a, that, that picture, as they say, the Mona Lisa of all mugshots, it has made him, uh, his popularity skyrocket, <laughs> uh, it, if, if anything. And, and so the, you know, he, he's now on Twitter, for those who didn't know, which is now X, and that's hard to get used to calling it. Yeah, it is. X, but it's, at Twitter X. And so we know all those who knew and quote the plan and the cue stuff from way back that there was, we're willing, how was that going to work? He was one day going to come back onto Twitter 
And when he when he did, that meant certain aspects of this whole plan and everything were going to be in a very advanced state. And so all of a sudden he's back to what this platform that he has 80 something million uh, followers plus his truth social. And so we're seeing, you know, I don't know if people it's good if everybody understands this, the monumental nature of the overthrow of the preexistent media which is the enemy of the people, which have dominated and ruled the world all all your life, for as long as you ever lived, yeah. anybody's ever lived. Yeah. They have dominated the narrative, created, uh, lied with it, done whatever. To the degree evil people had access, um, they, could, they could do things they can no longer do. We have um, True Social. We have now X telling on them. We have the capability of all these... Oh, Rumble, what's taking place even even right now? Um, hundreds of thousands will watch this show. Yeah, you have one after another after another. You keep putting that all together. It's tens of millions. The end of one year, just in this kind of platform, that are getting a message of truth out there, both his truth and truth. We're telling telling both things. We'll do the patriots and prophets kind of thing, and tell uh, truths um, that don't require, we'll say, spiritual. Uh, discernment. They're observable. They don't require a vision or or something else. And then you have all these alternative um, media setups, whatever, whether it's uh, Gab or Glenn Beck or Alex Jones or Joe Rogan, or it doesn't mean we're all, uh, what's great about this, it's not like we're all in the same camp. There's like different flanks, but the one thing everybody has in common, they're sick and tired of freedom being uh, yeah that's totally it johnny it's like we're coming all shapes and sizes and colors and styles and but yeah but you know it's like the the enemy of my enemy is my friend and so we're all friends because we're all against the deep state you know and we'll we'll he can have all the different colors we don't have to all agree on every point in order to be on the same team and i don't know if you saw a recent uh, uh, a little clip uh interview going on cnn where you know jake tapper i think that's his name yeah. the ultimate trump hater and uh we'll say plant of, of the deep state there uh, from way back he's doing an interview and they're having this conversation and and they're talking about the bidens and then hunter biden and then they they put in clips of the debate with trump and biden before the last election where trump said you Hunter has received, and he tells him how many million dollars from this. And you and your family have been being enriched by Ukraine, and he lays it all out. And then by this, that is not true. And this and that and the other. So Jake uh, Tapper says, what we're finding out is that Trump told the truth, and Biden lied. So and Tapper's coming is, out and saying that now. Is that yeah. a recent? That's, yes, that's wow. a, this last week. Wow. So, we're having CNN starting to have to tell the truth. See, yeah. they have to. They've already lost all credibility, but mm-hmm. even the pretend credibility they have, if they don't begin to acknowledge what every, the, the in quote, they're no longer the alternative. You know, we're the news now. We have yeah. platforms all over the place that add up into the hundreds of millions. And I can tell you, my friends in South America, they have, it's, they, they got some spokesmen, um, uh, telling everything that we're hearing 
um, in Spanish and it's going around. And really? So, so they have they have their they have similar platforms then in South America. Yes. In fact, nice. he'll tell me they'll begin to tell me uh, stuff before I, I hear it here and send me videos and stuff. I'm like, what? What about Maui? About everything? Really? Uh, and so they're on it. So there is this exposure of lies. But we have to understand that the media going down, I'll officially say the old media is dead. The old media is dead. Only only those who, you know, scripture, the real weird scripture talks about how the Lord, those that were evil, he sent them a delusion so they would believe a lie. It, the audience that still exists, it's almost in that category. They want to be lied to. They want to be lied to. They want to be told what to do. If you if they if they tell they you wear a mask, truth. yeah, they don't want truth inside, and so a delusion is available for them if if they want. But it's if people understood the magnitude of what this means, this is a hundred times more important than if Trump was in the seat where Biden is. Right, right. In because other words, Trump in that seat, all they did is lie about him. So they impeached him. They lied. They created a scandal around him. They tried to blame him. He couldn't govern. You cannot govern, you cannot be a president with a demonic media in control. It's like as long as Goliath is still, oh, who's going to hire? As long as Goliath is talking, you can't win. And the reality is he's accomplishing real time now as if he's in the office. He's really he's accomplishing the, the destruction of the deep state. Uh, not all by himself, but, you know, he's taking leadership. You know, he absolutely is commander in chief of the military. There's no question about that. Uh, I still believe he's the president. But however that looks, Biden is a resident only. If he wasn't, then why did he why did he supposedly renew all of these emergency orders by uh, that Trump put in place before he left office? And Biden keeps renewing it. That would be against him. He's re- so it's designed as angry as people are getting. Yeah. That, that's the purpose for it. We were so uh, drugged by believing what's on our phones and and the reports from, quote, mainstream media. Um, and people didn't get it from day one. Trump says they're enemy of the people. Mm, yeah. yeah. Has been. The enemy that we used to think, and I used to think, you know, I always loved Trump. I never, I never didn't. Once he, once he came down that escalator, I always loved him. But I would think, why is he starting right off with this brash talk about the media? He's in, you know, we just didn't know. You probably, you were way out ahead of me, but I kept thinking, you know, you can play nice for a little while or something. We just didn't know. Yeah, because there's people that you know it's considered like he's just too dumb to realize. That's not what you do. You got to be soft. You got to play with them. Yeah. And, and you know, at least try to be because they're going to go against you if not. Well, what he knew that we didn't know is they are not going to go soft on him because no matter they're part what of a global agenda. They are part of a global Luciferian plan and they are not media. They are they are their tanks. Their atomic weaponry is the media. That's what they have countered on. And um, and so once when that gets removed, and of course, what we're hearing, too, I don't know if you've heard this as well, Steve, like I think last program we are announcing, get ready to resist. They might be trying to re-implement uh, um, mandates and things like that and say yeah. that there's a variant 
from Canada or whatever else. And so we have eight to 10 states have already made some announcement banning um banning yeah. that we're 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 already creating a t-shirt that says do not comply well this is one well i won't say what it is because we're waiting we're printing it but we'll, we'll let you know when it's available uh so i won't i don't want to give our competitors an edge on our particular slogan yeah, we're going to use but but it's going to be a great t-shirt elijah streams t-shirt that you can get uh where but the basic message is don't comply in other words whatever they want you to do whether it's a vax or the mask do not comply. Now, if you if you got to fly home and they say you can't get on the airplane until you put on a mask, you might be forced to comply to get home or get, get where you're going. But other than absolute necessity, no one's going to make me put on a mask inside a grocery store. I don't care how insistent. I don't care if they're going to say, well, we're going to call the cops. If you don't put it, I'll say, have, a, have at it. Have at it. Go ahead. I'll wait. You know, <laughs> I'll stand here. Yeah. And again, somebody just sent me, I think yesterday, um, Steve, where the CDC denied that there is a plan to, um, to you know, re-up on their uh, on their mandates and things like that. Even yeah. though, yeah, maybe we scare them. Maybe we scare them. Right. That's what you got to do. And that's what I was even hoping with what we were doing a couple of weeks ago. I was like, begin to say, we already know what you're about. We're not going to do it. And so they have to, and they said, you know, the report was based on the report that's coming out that there's a planned uh, something. No, but here's the deal. We've already seen the Walgreens, our local Walgreens. They're putting in the new six foot things. American Airlines has the new separation six foot things going on. They've been planning it. Here's the deal. This has been their plan for depopulation for decades, probably over a century. And so they're not, they don't have a next best because this was the way to get away from being discovered because what happens there's you know you get the the bad vaccines and people just drop dead from myocarditis and and we're not trying to scare anybody but here's uh, this has been a reality is people uh, all of a sudden getting sick and quickly dying and people oh they had cancer oh they had a heart attack oh they had and so they this is the way they hide yeah and have been hiding from doing it and it's been this brilliant plan they have and so they're not easily going to abandon the plan the only way they will abandon it is if they're getting so on the defensive that their own sort they're like oh right now we're going to have to just try to escape ourselves and i think they're pretty they're getting close enough to the panic of they realize they're in survival status themselves yeah. I love and it. It's way worse than they imagine. I mean, that's such a good feeling. If and it's okay if anyone has a good warm feeling in your in your in your it tummy is. that that we we've got them on the run. And the you know when the first we started with, we Budweisered them. Then we targeted them with tar- you know. And then they just keep doing it, and we just now we've got them on the run because we feel the oats. We're feeling our oats, you know. No, and I, you know, if they do something, and I'm not sure yet, I haven't had a chance to do the deep dive on it. If the airlines have a choice on, on this, or if it's the Department of Travel Agency, whatever that is, that forces it on them, um, if the airlines have a choice to do yeah. it or not, there needs to be a consequence to every airline that bows, and there I needs agree. to be a, a redirecting of tickets to whatever airline decides. I agree. I would like some airline out there to show enough strength and courage right now to say, we are not going to ever do that, or we're not going to do that um, anytime this Good. year. Uh, it would have to be, 
provable before all the people who are, you know, I, I, rather than just say we are, we, we are not doing um, masking. We are not doing that. Make just a courageous announcement. You're going to have instantly a ton more traffic. People will pay more to go on your. Yeah, I would. Uh, we when We all need to. And if, if not, you know, we need to do something like have 200 passengers all agree to go on one flight and then everybody pull off their masks and dare them to just do whatever. OK, you're going to have us all arrested. We need to do enough uh, standing up to uh, to so this good. and, you know, give me liberty, give me death okay, yeah. give me, uh, an arrest and a fine. We have to have the courage that if they want to take it that far, we're going to. We're willing to go well, that and, route. You know, we've talked a lot of the last months about, you know, get your popcorn out. You know, this is the, the show. Let the show begin. And then we can be eating popcorn while we're doing this. Like I said, while we're doing the next Budweiser thing or the Target or airline. It's, you know, and if airline came along and announced that, that they're not going to require it, I would be on this horn telling everybody uh, this such and such airline has announced they are not going to require masks. I would, sh- you know, sh- I would shout it from the mountaintops with all of the, you know. And- Name here. I will do it. That's, yeah. that's out there. We dare the airline. Somebody uh, in American on United. Yeah. Delta, Alaska. Alaskan. Somebody show the strength and courage that you are not tied into this world. Um, I don't know what to call cabal. Yeah. You're not tied into them that you are not going to allow you. You see through that. It was not legitimate what was done and you're not going to do so. You make that statement now and you'll get, you'll get people buying their future. There's people holding off on tickets, wondering if there's going to be okay. September, October, an attempt to do this. You want to go ahead and get advanced tickets your way. Uh, do it for that, but don't just do it for the for the for the money, but do it because it's the right thing to do and because you're showing a little bit of patriotic nerve by by doing that. So let's see if there's anybody left there. That's why if not, we need a few billionaires to pull together and and begin to uh, create, bring out this next airline. This is a good time for another. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe call it old glory or something. Airline fired up and and let, let's let's go instantly from unknown to number one airline on the planet just because oh, man. it's so courage. That'd be amazing, amazing. <laughs> well, okay, well, we had fun with that for sure, and uh, Johnny, I guess from this point, I'm just going to turn this over whatever you have. That was your main stuff, you know? Yeah. So, I wanted to, I just got back from Columbia, and so yeah. there's part of, you know, I think I was going to go with the title of Spoils of War are available now, and that's it goes with what we're saying, is that we're like, okay, at the end of this, we're going to have Spoils of War. There are Spoils of War available right now in the form of testimonies and what God is already doing in the midst of the enemy, uh, exposing himself and, and, and doing the most dastardly things he can, he can, while we wait for kind of the final thing of justice and judgment to come upon this, because this is, this is a global cult that is going to get removed and it's going to get removed. Now, this is not the end times thing where, uh, you know, there's where there's still ongoing battles with uh, spiritual uh, darkness and all kinds of things moving forward. We're going to have to learn how to hold our ground. We're going to have to defeat basic corruption. But the goal, the goal, the global cult, the mafia that has been there for a long, long time, funded and financed by central banking, funded and financed by Rothschild backed 
backbone, that thing is going to is I don't know if I can already by, by the spirit I can declare it's already a done deal, and uh, but it's in the processes of of being removed. Everything you see happening with BRICS, um, Brazil, Russia, India, China, they've added uh, South uh, South Africa, Saudi Arabia. And the nations that just got ex, uh, accepted to come in there, Argentina, Iran, Nigeria, um, uh, there's about eight more that just, uh, not only did they just get accepted, they just announced they will do trade among themselves without the American dollar. Now, if you don't understand what that does at the global level, because it has been, in quote, the American dollar, but it's the petrodollar that's connected to the Federal Reserve and the IRS, Federal Reserve and IRS are not governmental institutions. They are institutions of this mafia that have been stealing money for a long time. And, and on that, just, you know, a lot of people, including myself, is I've been really late to the to the party about realizing that the IRS is literally not a U.S. government. It's I mean, chartered out of Puerto Rico. You know, it, it's like out of Puerto Rico. And the Federal Reserve is neither federal uh, nor a reserve. It's a mafia that lent money to the United States in 1871 to help them get out of help them get out of war debt. So they had to cease being a republic. We did and became a, a corporation. And so they had to create and build a corporation headquarters, Washington, D.C., a district that is not subject to any state or nation. It's independent. And it's part of this whole uh, arrangement that uh, that involved in us losing our sovereignty and then becoming enslaved uh, where they have a right. And this, this was their right, you know, part of the, we'll say the agreements of their loan to bail us out is we have to be able to do ongoing stealing from you. So, if, and if you didn't know the basic idea of the federal reserve, federal reserve never checks if there's an asset that backs their printing of money. They have never have, they just print money when the government, when the government says we need more, they print the money. And then they charge high interest to the government on, on worthless pieces of paper, right? They print it on worthless paper and then they charge you. Not, not only do you have to pay that paper back, but you have to pay interest on as if it was a, yeah. it's crazy. So, so if they print a hundred billion dollars so they can send to Ukraine, so they can keep hiding um, their biolabs and whatever, they just made themselves a hundred billion dollars because that's what has to come back to them. And then the interest on it, they've also made them. You talk about an absolute um, mafia. So that system, when they have that capability of infinite money to fund and uh, blackmail and create their systems and their armies around the world, it's mm. been unbeatable. So when you see that that economic system is being crushed. And it's just, if you're observing what's taking place mm. globally, even with what sneaks through the news, um, any news with the BRICS and with um, the cryptos and with XRPs being positioned in mm. a pretty good place, then you realize, oh, oh, it's okay, it's happening. So we are in the midst of the greatest transition ever. All right, so I wanted to tell um, a little bit these uh, spoils of war from my trip to Columbia, I was there yeah. about five days. And um, and there was there's some prophetic words I got, and I've got some some things that were given to me, uh, prophetic, what I don't know what to call them. Uh, I'll have a wine bottle and a, and a couple other things here, and I'll just tell about them when we get to them. articles of 
prophetic importance. And, um, and you know, it, it was, it was words given to me and things for me, but the Lord has, um, has allowed and said, whoever jumps in faith when they hear it, like that's for me too, it can go, mm. go for them. But so we, we did our rise launch in South America in Bogota, Colombia. So rise, you know, it's connected to an app that we have both in English and Spanish reformers influencing society every day. It's not really the advancement of, of an app. It's we have this message of the seven mountains, the seven mountain mandate. We're supposed to be involved in every area of society. And people have wanted, been asking us around the world for better tools to connect with each other. And so we have this this app that, um, you know, there's an initial test that tells you what mountain you're on. And mm. then organically allows you to connect with people of the same mountain. And you can do it by city, by nation, or just global and, and go that way. So now we have one. This was the launching of it in, in Spanish as well. And and so RISE, again, stands for Reformers, Influencing Society Every Day. And in Spanish, we made the RISE work. They still say RISE, but it's Reformadores Influenciando Siete Esferas. So Reformers Influencing Siete Esferas means seven spheres, but Siete starts with an S and Esferas starts with an E. So it just worked out. Um, uh, perfectly for uh, along those lines as well. So um, this was our launch there. And we had um, even leaders and particularly pol political leaders from uh, Colombia itself, from Central and South America, actually from Israel. Uh, and so people already in government, people that are um, eh, at the congressional level, um, you know, we had a special dinner the last night at a table, and I think we had around 30 um, set up kind of three tables right around around each other. And these were really for people involved in, in government. And so, you know, at my table, I had the, uh, the vice mayor of Quito, Ecuador, the capital of Ecuador, and or the last she was the last one. And then two presidential candidates from two other nations. I won't name them. And um, someone, a kind of like the president of their Congress council. I don't, it's kind of, I don't even know how to interpret what exactly it is, but they're all high positions. And, and, and again, these are ones looking at me, says, Johnny, you're the father of us all. You have to, mm. uh, they're, you know, they're not saying it in the way, like they know the Lord. No, is it's, the an, it's an honoring thing. And, and, and they, you know, they're asking you to have oversight and yeah. And yeah, that's good. To care to care for them yeah. the next level and and all that kind of stuff and and they're they've really grown up um in the sense of you know a few years ago the only ones interested in going to the mountain of government they just had a pro-life uh, uh, stand and that was it and so I, my message to them and i've had it my voice has gone out more to the central and south american uh, leaders and stuff was like you can't it you're not a legitimate government if you only have a pro-life stance, um, pro pro-life doesn't tell, can you run an economy? Pro-life doesn't like what you're going to do about unemployment, what you're going to do about substandard infrastructure around mm -hmm. the nation. Like if you're in government, you have to think of governmental matters. Yeah. It's good that they know that you have a value for, for life. Um, but you know, I, I was like, this is not to demean the conversation too much, but I'm like, when you go to a restaurant, do you, do you, when you check in say, um, is your chef pro-life or not? 
And we don't ask point. when you go to the mechanic, you don't ask him. It's like, I just need to know, are you pro-life? And and the question is why? Because it's not relevant, because you're looking for somebody who can cook and you're looking for somebody who can take care of your car. That's good. And so in government, you still need somebody who can do government. Yeah. And so if there's no training, uh, no, you know, no ability and no one's actually passed a test at a lower level. And then you expect to be advanced as president specifically or any high level. That's a little bit ridiculous. And so, like, if you're called to government at a high level, if you're going to tell us that you're running for Senate or you're running for government, don't we're, we're not going to come around you if the only value you carry is that you're pro-life. Hmm. And so that's unique and that can be controversial, but I think it's understandable in the way we're trying to say it. Like you just, you're not, you're called there to serve the people in their actual areas of need. The Joseph from the old Testament, you know, he didn't just come and say, I'm pro-life. He had to have solutions for an economy that was going to be devastated by a coming famine. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And so they were told to listen to him. Well, yeah, I mean, Joseph, he could have said, well, the gods of Egypt are, are now have to be banished. He didn't do any of that. He, the gods of Egypt kept being the gods of Egypt, I suppose, while they did the uh, for, take care of the famine. For 80 years. It doesn't say he made the pharaohs all, you know, give up on worshiping Ra, sun god, and all the other mm. idols in order for him to do good. Because God is good and kind because he's good and kind. He's not just good and kind if, you know, if you'll do the right thing. He He is like, literally, he sent Joseph into Egypt. And they were saved. And it says, and all nations came to Joseph. And with his solution for, you know, in the seven years of abundance to pay everybody who would grow a crop and to build all the silos, all nations of the world were saved. Not a one of them came to Christ, in quotes. Not a one of them became a covenant nation. Um, hmm. And none of them ever repented because God doesn't just barter like I'll be nice to you if you get saved. That's a good point. He's nice, really good. Nice. He's kind because he's kind. He doesn't That's want good. people to starve because he doesn't want people to starve. That's good. And so we have to um, get that. But anyway, back to the Columbia report. So we really had, um, you know, we don't even know. You sow a lot of seed and and you 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 share what God's saying right now, and um, and then you're not. You just don't know till later. What was, I mean, one of the huge blessings for me was how many people that came to me said, Johnny, 10 years ago, you gave me this word. 12 mm. years ago, you, they came. She says, I came um, to this event to tell you. Wow. 15 years ago, you gave me this. And my my boy was just a teenager wow. 10 years ago when you told him he was going to be dang, dang, banking in a new way. That was going to be very successful. And he says like he had never had a thought about it. He was a teenager. He now has a very successful new way of online banking in Colombia. Yeah. Being very. Uh, and so nice. it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And one yeah. of the main things, um, you know, a narrative I was bringing out was the Daniel narrative that we've been talking about. Daniel 2 and Daniel 7 that um, in Daniel 2 where it talks about. You know, this beast, uh, the image that Nebuchadnezzar saw that 
Daniel talked about really describe the next four empires, the mm. Babylonian Empire, the Medo-Persian, the Greek, and then the Roman, that this is what Daniel saw. But then he saw a stone that the builders didn't make crush, hit first, hit uh, the, the feet of the fourth beast, which was the Roman one. And then it ended up, and we've read it before, and I may reread them a couple of scriptures. It ends up not just damaging it, but it crushed it, and the wind came and took it away, and there was, uh, it left it in pieces and left no reservoir. Uh, nothing was left of it. And that's the Daniel 2 portion. The Daniel 7 talks about um, when there was a ruling made on behalf of the saints, the court set, and there was a ruling made on behalf of the saints. And um, time for the kingdom to be given to the saints. And so we've been talking about that's what we're in. So there is in the court, there's the gavel. Uh, we've been bringing uh, our, you know, what the Lord's shown us about the gavel ever since first two weeks of January when my wife and Elizabeth and I went to the beach and I, I shared. I said, the one thing I kept seeing was this gavel. And then I asked the Lord, what's that about? And he says, that's the Daniel 7 ruling on behalf of the saints. It's time for the kingdom to uh, be given to the saints. And so that's the narrative of the day because the other enemy, the other kingdoms are going to be crushed on earth through the mm. saints, not when Jesus returns, um, through the saints. That's why the ruling is on behalf of the saints. The ruling's not on behalf of the angels. The ruling's not on behalf of Jesus. The ruling's on behalf of the saints that they would arise. And then at the exact same time, I think the same week, Bobby Connor started sharing. We hadn't talked to shared notes or anything. And some encounter, and you know about it, he shared two mm -hmm. or three yeah. this whole thing of a gavel. Mm -hmm. and, and he connected it to the Daniel 7 thing as well. So whether it just happened or he's reminding us in a very insistent way, this is not the age of the dark side. This is not what you think it is. If you're being distracted into believing that the beast and the false prophet and all them are being activated for rule and reign around the earth, that's not what's happening. They're being exposed. What really is happening is the saints have received an injunction, a court order from heaven saying it's your time. So we're doing our part. Uh, it goes with what the Lord showed me a few years ago that I've said multiple times. He said, I'm removing the mafia from the top of the seven mountains. And that has to do with what we're just saying. This uh, economic uh, cult, the Rothschilds and the central banks, and uh, that's connected to the funding of all the dastardly things around the planet and the way they force all nations to uh, into obeisance, into obe obedience is through the financial pressures. And so that that ruling has taken place. So it was uh, a little it was eye opening in, uh, in Colombia. And, you know, when I'm telling him this narrative, I forgot how um, how much the we'll say the rapture narrative had invaded and infected uh, South America. Really? More so than more so than here? Yes. Oh, well. Wow. So because Billy Graham has been a, a, a big deal, the Baptist church is being a big deal. Mm. Um, and, and I'm going to say um, a couple things. Actually, there's a really good news that I was going to do right up front. I haven't gotten to that. Um, yeah, actually, I'm going to do that first because I want to make sure that I don't run out of time. Um, um, for that, but I'll, I'll then I'll, I'll get back to confronting the narrative, the disempowering narrative that has held back the church for forever, and and really uh, we've we've pointed out, uh, you know, like John Nelson Darby, 
the father of dispensationalism, the father of the rapture message, pretty much invented in 830, I mean, 1830, um, and didn't, there was no message that had any sort of, um, uh, you know, didn't carry any weight anywhere. If it existed in some obscure 1% of the body of Christ, there might've been some. So you're saying before 1830, people weren't saying, you know, that there's a sudden catching away while everybody else remains and da-da. No, it, it's a non-existent concept. What do you know? Uh, uh, until 181830. Wow. And um, and so actually we're on it enough. I better go ahead and finish this part of it out. So uh, let me just um, uh, I wrote some chron- chronicles, some things down, and I want to I think it'll help me say it faster, which is what I want to do okay. um, right now. But this goes into what I'm confronting there, because um, so we not only do we have a lot of pastors come to the event, but sp- specifically uh, presidents of pastors associations. And so pastors that represented, you know, 50, 100 or several hundred pastors. And so they were like, uh, I opened at, at first stunned with what I'm saying and how I'm saying it. And then stunned with the proof that I'm making over and over with my subsequent messages. And they were like, they're left. Uh, it was unarguable. That was, you know, nobody came in and I dispute you based on this. There was like, how have we been running with this forever? I said, because you've been running with whatever happens in America, you advance thinking that means it's been sanctioned by God somehow, and you're not oh, been doing wow. yeah. yourself. So hmm. just to remind people, um, and I'll say it again, it's worth us hitting it again. Um, this is the church's golden calf of the moment. If you remember the children of Israel, when they were going into their promised land, well, Moses went to get uh, the Ten Commandments, and he delayed. And so Aaron said, like, oh, well, the people are getting nervous. And so he constructed and made. He had some people. He says, throw all your golden earrings in. And he made a golden calf. And then this is what brought you out. You know, this is they needed something visible. They could see, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so the judgment on them that the golden calf was ground into powder and the people were forced to eat it. And um, we could go into the scriptures to show that. But there's an aspect that the golden calf has is being um ground into powder and and it's the people that advanced it that put it together are being forced to eat it now on another time i'll 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 go through perhaps what that means but this is it's an important why why am i calling this a golden calf because we're we're, we've given so much this has been our narrative they created a narrative Moses goes off for a minute and they create a narrative that the golden calf is what brought them freedom and what will take them to freedom and it was just Baal worship all over again that came from Egypt. So people know what I just said to you. I say a lot of people, a lot of people don't know that John Nelson Darby, that he is the, um, you know, he's the father of dispensationalism. And we don't have time to teach on dispensationalism. We've, we've talked about it before. Um, but dispensationalism basically allows you to, if you want to know honestly what it allows you to do, it allows you to dispense with scriptures you don't like. It allows an amazing arrogance uh, to take place where someone who claims to honor and love the Bible is able to say, this part of the Bible is no longer relevant. And why? Dispensationalism. That was a certain dispensation. When Jesus was here, yeah, he was supposed to walk in miracles uh, that's a cessationist aspect of it. He was supposed to do it to prove he was the Messiah. But when he went, it's no longer supposed to be around. 
And therefore, you can dispense with the fact that he said we're all called to operate in signs and wonders. These signs will follow them that believe. But you actually get to extract scriptures you don't like. And so Acts 2, I give you power, uh, wait on the Holy Spirit, and he will empower you be, be witnesses to me. And you can carry my authority over all the demonic realm. But by dispensationalism, you can dispense with truth you don't want to believe in. You don't either don't have faith with. And so it's just amazing that because it has sounded sophisticated, oh, yeah, I'm a dispensationalist. You are one that has chosen not to believe the whole Bible. And you found an elite intellectual way of saying, I don't want to believe the whole Bible. And that's just the reality. And John Nelson Darby, what people don't know about, about him is that this was because I've just been doing a little more study as the Lord uh, leads is you find out that his family was one of those ancient uh, secret society families oh, that really? all the way back from 1500, like 300 years before he was around is where I found history, the Darby family. And they, they owned Leap Castle, one of the Ooh. castles of Ireland. And it's famous as being the most haunted, ghost haunted uh, castle, Whoa. evil one in all of Ireland. And it's partially because I don't know if it would have been his mother, uh, uh, grandmother or great grandmother. Um, she would hold seances and spirit readings. And so this is the stuff that was going on in the castle of this family. And I don't I don't know enough about did he ever uh, personally, you know, I don't know how uh, surreptitious his activation was, but he comes from that sort of background and family. And then, of course, he essentially is a founder of what's called Plymouth Brethren sect cult and um and they had uh, either one part of it was the exclusive uh, they were also called the exclusive brethren and again he really wrote the pre-trib um rapture and, and just to quickly throw this in because people always get confused as well Are you saying jesus is not returning this is nothing to do with the return of jesus this is about a doctrine that teaches essentially we're going to be rescued um from having to fulfill our assignment ahead of time and that the great hope moving forward, we stay passive and say he's going to come any moment. We, you know, come on and, and cry out to him is the way we've added in some uh, church structures we have. Right. Please return. Please return. Please return. You're the only hope. Uh, um, and it's not the only hope for those of you who've heard that. And I know there's 24 seven prayer prayers that go. You're the only hope. Please return. That's false, false, fake, fake, fake. Uh, Romans eight says creation groans and travails not for Jesus to return. It groans and travails for the revealing of the sons and daughters of the king, because he said, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. So when you keep saying, no, you're the light of the world, we're waiting for you. Then you are trying to counter his narrative for you and for society and for his kingdom advancement on planet earth. And so that is uh, that is not to happen. So um, he was, you know, uh, uh, he was, you know, some of you know about the Margaret McDonald com component. She was 15 years old and she had, because um, that's what people say. Well, you actually know it was Margaret McDonald, the 15 year old, that John Nelson Darby quoted her. And that's what he advanced. And they put it in uh, Schofield's reference Bible. And that's what made it advance. Yes and no. I actually looked in the last week or two into what she actually prophesied and said. And it's... Uh, he actually twisted and turned it for his own. He saw that it resonated with a lot of people. John Nelson Darby actually did not believe in charismatic gifts. He thought they were evil and wrong. And But he saw that there was so much attention. He said, oh, yeah, she's saying what I actually said in 1827. 
and he put together this whole uh, rapture um, doctrine around around her. But she actually here's a, this is a quote from uh, her. She talked of a fiery trial that would purify purify us, and she said. It will not be naturally seen, but it's spiritual discernment that is needed. The eye of God in his people, tis Christ in us that lifts us up. He is the light and we must be in the spirit. So this whole thing of being taken up in a way that supposedly came from Margaret McDonald, McDonald, she's saying, no, this is Christ coming in us. He's the one that lifts us up. And she was talking about being activated Sort of like the book of Acts where he comes. So, she, on, so you're saying she was actually not in error what she was teaching them. I find, suddenly found out that what based on what I've she's not ever that I can find ever mm. been the proponent of it. It's he, he started writing actually in 1827, John Nelson Darby. And so then he found it uh, convenient to pull that in. And then uh, there's the whole connection with and I'll just briefly state this. I've said it before with Schofield. And, and for those who don't know, Cyrus Schofield, he was American lawyer turned pastor. And um, he has no, he was not a pastor. He was never uh, mm. a theologian. He, he called himself doctor, but he was never a doctor. Oh, when really? He got, yeah. When he got saved, he actually abandoned his wife and daughter immediately, never took care of them. Whoa. And yeah. then he connected his best, he, he joined the Lotus Club. Uh, he was reached out to by Masons and a Mason organization. And he was funded his Bible, his Schofield reference Bible, 1909, uh, that went around the world and was huge in South America as well. And and there was a crafty way his, if for those of you who have a Schofield Bible, there was a crafty way that his, um, uh, his what's the word I'm trying to say, his words, um, his commentary, Schofield's commentary was weaved in where people that weren't being told thought it was scripture. So there would be a scripture and then his commentary, but people grew up, people that weren't told specifically that this is actually commentary in there. They thought it was all part of the scripture and that it, it literally is marketing. If you want to know why the rapture doctrine went very far, it is a 100% marketing dynamic and marketing funded by masonry and masons. And this is going to shock people. You can just do the research on it. The Baptist church really was founded by Masonic um, Whoa, money. Really? And everything Baptist is wrong. I have good friends who, uh, uh, you know, Baptist even now. And, and so, but it was funded. It was around even the Civil War. You can look up till this day. Um, go look at all the boards if they'll, if they'll let you, to be honest, a Baptist church and find out. The deacons, you know, I forget what the percentage last I knew was 80 or 90 percent of deacons were Masons. And and yes, you said, no, my dad, don't quit talking about that. He was a very decent man. He was a Mason. There's decent Masons up to 32 degrees and they're decent. But you made horrible oaths even getting to be a part of that. And you should have oh. never been a part of it. 32nd degree, you're told who you're serving. Um, and so you now know it's Lucifer and that this is what this organization is actually all about the infiltration um you know is is at that level but they of course want quote good people all up and down there and in between and so the marketing that advanced the whole um rapture thing was uh here's just key pieces of of the bible huge huge key key pieces of the puzzle huge part as i said was a schofield uh reference bible 
And then Billy Graham began to um, include in his, uh, you know, his basic presentations uh, uh, on uh, crusades and stuff. He, he was advancing the John Nelson Darby uh, dispensationalist and rapture theme. Come to Jesus. Jesus is coming soon. You want to be in heaven. And so that got funded. Billy Graham's first three years of um, crusades in the United States were funded by William Hearst, Los Angeles Times, a fellow 32nd degree Mason. Yeah, Billy Graham was a 32nd degree Mason. And I mean, is that that's an absolute known fact that Billy Graham was a 32nd degree? It was one of his old books. I and, saw. And one was, of his, are you saying the 32nd would know that Satan is who you're yeah. serving? Yeah, that's that's uh, quite a thing you're saying. But Johnny, you're saying Billy Graham was a 32nd degree Mason. And there's many big names right now. If I started to name them, that'll be for another program. But they are as well. And by 32nd degree. Now, you may be at that point so blackmailed that your options are limited, that um, you could fear if I tell the truth, um, they will expose this about me or whatever else. But you know, do a whole study on what it takes to become a 32nd degree Mason. And it's not a minor adjustment. You have to, it, you are essentially you have to do bad things. You have to do bad things. You sold your soul to the devil in some kind of way. And it may have been, you know, under threat of your family being killed or something. So perhaps there's some, I'll let God be the judge yeah. uh, of all that. But and I'm can, just, for those that may have come to the Lord through Billy Graham, um, are you saying or not saying Billy Graham won't be in heaven. Are you making a statement like that? Or I don't know because I don't, I never know. You can literally have, you know, the thief on the cross. Yeah. Said, said enough where Jesus said, Today you'll be with me in okay. paradise. Okay. And I don't know. Uh, I, I, I can't be the judge of that. Yeah. And it still actually goes on his record, all the people that got saved. Yeah. Uh, but it was a little bit of a, a, a birth defect if you got saved under that in the mm. sense of, you, you you've got saved into you know pie in the sky you did not get saved into being activated on behalf of the kingdom of god now mm. uh, you did not get you know the seven mountain mandate couldn't run at all well, and, and isn't it true though that the vast majority of christendom in the era that you and i have lived have been saved in a similar fashion you know we, we, it's fire insurance we're it's going fire. to heaven uh, and uh, whether and you have certain different views of the rapture win and all that, but basically everyone was main thing was I want to get when I die, I hope I go to be I go to heaven. That was it for me, yeah. you know. And so, it, it, the damage that is done, it's reason we lost all. You want to know why we're under a mafia in all the mountains? Hmm. Is because for a long time we were with that type of yeah. Uh, I mean, gee. we got funded. There's a reason why. Masonry at the high level is about world dominion. They know the enemy is Christianity. From a spiritual standpoint, they know really? that, that I will build my church and the gates of hell will not. They know they represent the gates of hell. By the time they're 32nd degree Masons, they know they're the, the gates of hell. And they really? know the only group that could possibly take them down is the church empowered by the Holy Spirit. So their one assignment is to have a neutered church. So when you get saved under Jesus is coming soon, but you want to be with him as fire insurance, you are neutered. You are you are not planning to do anything else other than neuter other ones 
uh, and by, you know, getting other people quote saved. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and then you get people that um, say, no, we're actually supposed to show up as salt and light. You get called dominionist by those people. So you get called dominionist and, um, you know, apostolic reformationists or whatever. Uh, some, uh, you know, it's interesting. And this is just anecdotal. I wasn't part of the whole Billy Graham crusade that came to Portland. And this would have been uh, mid 90s or whenever. The, I think it was around mid 90s. And I was part of that. We all did the, got people coming to that thing. And then I went to the actual event, which is, I think it was a couple nights. And that at the calls at the uh, not the Coliseum, but the, it's like the baseball stadium. And that night, I was watching Billy Graham sitting on the stage, Johnny, and he's like this. He has arms folded, and he and I thought, man, he looks completely bored out of his mind. He's sitting there, and I, I thought, boy, I better quit thinking ill. He seems, I'm sure, this is Billy Graham. <laughs> but even back then, I thought he doesn't look like he's into this at all. Well, yeah, so. To right on, Steve. So I'm going to make my point again. This was not by proper exercising of the scriptures. This was marketing that made this the default uh, eschatology of the body of Christ. And again, it's worse. So I'm hitting it hard in Central and South America as well. And again, have pastors and leaders say, I could never say this to my church and congregation. Why? Because it's the golden calf of Christianity. You can't touch it. Yeah. And it's been implemented in such a way. But here's the deal. Um, so I already said the Billy Graham Association, the Baptist, it's the marketing was done through the Baptist denomination mm. as a primary vehicle. And then it was Billy Graham Evangelical Association. For those who remember the movie, Like a Thief in the Night, what's the thief in the night? Talks about the United Nations making everybody have a mark on them. How did they know that was coming up? And though it didn't matter, um, because Jesus was going to come and rescue them anyway. So you go ahead and let the United Nations put the mark and control everything. I'm, I'm just saying there's a part of it, but the other yeah. part of it, it scared kids to death. Yeah. Um, people will talk about watching like a thief in the night. So people wanted not to be left behind. And so in left behind, you have the authors of the left behind thing. Um, um, uh, what was it? Jerry Jenkins and Tim Tim LaHaye, Tim LaHaye right? Tim LaHaye. Sixty-five million dollars they made off of their books and their movies that were basically following John Nelson Darby stuff that Schofield advanced, that Billy Graham advanced, and so then people you put these heavyweights together and people start thinking. You add Hal Lindsey in there, and it's like, oh, this is this is the default. Uh, uh, yeah eschatology of the body of christ but it was actually uh marketing that put it there then you had john macarthur and his reference bible is huge in um in south america as well and so i played the video that we saw a few weeks ago where he says here get this we lose here yeah. so you know where we lose here gets that came that comes from the john nelson darby start it, it, i mean i have never seen anything that shocked me more than you know and i used to really follow john MacArthur, but he said bad you know so, sorry folks but we lose okay well, <laughs> well, so where is that in the word of god i yeah so we hit that strong and yeah. so that was part of releasing that message into central yeah. south america I'll, I'll do it more because we have to get rid of these golden calves even if people get mad we have to knock out these idols in the body of christ fake eschatology because 
in the same way that Aaron's um, golden calf wasn't just wrong, it actually had, you have people putting their trust and worship in the wrong thing, following the wrong narrative. So the consequences, uh, there's a reason that ultimately that generation that was willing to do that did not make it into the promised land. There had to be a different one. So it's the same way. If you're part of the generation that wants that to be your narrative, uh, allows you just to be in passive mode, cry out for Jesus to return, you're not going to rise, you're not going to shine, you're not going to take on the enemy uh, yourself, then that that puts you in that category as, as well. And that's not designed yeah. to offend you, but it is designed to wake you up. And, you know, Same way we're finding out all the stuff we've been lied to, in, in quote, the deep state and everything they've been doing, just realize the church, That's the we're exposing the church's deep state and how it's called has caused paralytic church response when that was uh well and in in fairness and i mentioned this before but as an adventist we didn't teach that rapture thing but johnny it was the same thing as if we did because we still were getting fire insurance we still uh if we kept the law and then we you know then that was our safety and then all we wanted to do is go to heaven. There was nothing about taking over, not uh, influencing society today. In fact, you don't vote. Back then, there wasn't much voting. Some people did, but but you the, just... infil- the infiltration um, was really there was an attempt to infiltrate all all ministries, all the denominations. Yeah, I would just you know at, at the top there's some somewhere. And this is this needs to be explained right now. Be people go, whoa, wait, 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 wait. There's a lot of people got saved. Are you saying the devil doesn't care if people get saved? I'm telling you, he doesn't care as much about people getting saved as you think. He's never going to go to heaven. He's not going to see the people that get saved. His assignment internally, what he rallies his own demons around, is to stop God's plan on earth. The God of peace will crush Satan under our feet, and his kingdom is to rule and reign. On earth, when you pray, pray this, your kingdom come on earth. On earth is what he's trying to stop. So he doesn't care. In fact, he prefers prefers for the model of Christianity that would advance is the one that's raise your hand Christianity, raise your hand fire insurance Christianity, like they'll never challenge us in government. They'll never challenge us in Hollywood. They'll never challenge us in Wall Street. They'll never challenge us. And we didn't, and we haven't. So it's proven why he would go that way. He doesn't care if there's another billion souls in heaven. He really doesn't. He cares who will resist him here on earth because as long as he can hold off the church from advancing, being victorious on earth, he doesn't get judged. He doesn't get judged by 10 billion more souls in heaven. He gets judged by being crushed here on earth by a wow. saints. Jeez. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. That's a a big difference. I mean, that's just like, yeah, so it's not like, yeah, I always thought that that was his thing is stopping the population of uh, heaven from growing, you know, so. That's where we're deceived. So I got to tell this, Steve, because this goes with this message, something that was one part of Columbia. I had the biggest joy. Um, and this is what I have to tell in, in okay. Columbia. And we'll see if there's two parts and it should be short enough. But um, there's a pastor. Uh, it was only the last week because he begged so much. He uh, He's like, you've got to come and see what we're doing and who we are. And I was like, OK, I have Saturday afternoon because I had multiple meetings um, and I had a busy uh, schedule doing all these things and important meetings and all that. And. Um, I had never, I'd spoken at his church 
three years ago, ago during COVID because he had told me, he's like, we have been greatly impacted by the seven mountain prophecy message. Mm. And I got the book. And, and so I, I found out to what degree. So here's, he's Pastor Frankie and he has a church in the Southern part of Bogota, Colombia, Bogota being the capital of, uh, of Colombia and Southern Bogota is an undesirable area. Like they'll tell you, Oh, you're headed to the South Bogota. Well, um, it's not really safe there. Hmm. So it's, uh, you know, it's a depressed area, but tend to, I'm not sure exactly this part, but here's a story with Frankie. This is 10 or 12 years ago. He was just not happy with, he was frustrated. He was pastoring, felt like nothing was happening. None of the darkness was being addressed. Mm. His community, he's in a depressed community. He said, we were just known for drug addicts and delinquency. Mm. It's gangs, drug addicts, delinquency. That's it. And and it's just, there's nothing that was happening. Nothing that I was doing as a pastor was changing it and the people. And so I was just, I, he, he went on a fasting and praying thing with God. It's like, you show me something new or I'm quitting. You show me something new or I'm quitting. And so he finally, he says 4 a.m. And he's, he just, he quit. He's like, I'm done. He's doing fasting and he's just at the end of it. And, and as he's quitting, he said his door, uh, the front door, he's near enough his front door. Somebody is putting something under his front door. Hmm. And he goes and looks at it and it's... Seven Mountain Prophecy in Spanish. Wow. Wow. 4 a.m. in the morning. Like how this how this could even happen is like one day we're going to find out. He still has no idea who did it. Really? Or, or what. So the Seven Mountain Prophecy. And so he he's looks through it. And as he looks through it, he's like, well, this is the answer. This this is what I this is what I want to do. Uh, this is how we begin to go after things. So long story short, because we're trying to do the, the, the short, he um, he brings into the church. Well, I'll just tell you the way they are now. You get saved. The first thing they do, the first book you get exposed to the seven mountain prophecy, seven mountain prophecy. You have to choose the mountain. There's some of the just some of the things he said. It makes me have to even rethink some of the ways where only slightly. It's like he's not even waiting the Lord to confirm. It's like either it's either obvious or you pick. But you may not be a part of their church. He says, church cannot be, you're not just here to be a follower. Wow. You have to engage immediately. So he picked up. So they get saved and they pick a mountain. And so this church wow. is, um, we have the briefest of uh, of, of clips. Y'all get ready to put it up. I'm going to have like a 10 second video where I'm speaking at it. This was this last Saturday because I was told there's be a few hundred leaders there and they're going to be, that the whole church was built on the seven mountain message and that um so they will be very excited for me being the author first time i've interacted with them so we go into their neighborhood and so it's no longer if you go to the south they now ask you where in the south you're going because there's a whole i don't know if it's a 10 block uh area or what there's a that it, it's named uh, i forget the name of it but it's where these guys are 80 percent of the of the community now goes to his church. Hmm. They have absolutely transformed. Um, and they just continue to expand and expand and expand. And they do it prayer walks and things. And then they do it in practical ways. And so the quick picture I was going to uh, show you is, um, okay. So before we move from there, let me just say it this way. 
we came, I was like, oh, this is a house because it's a neighborhood. It's not a church. I was like, where is it? Where's a, a big church? Because I was like, there's going to be a few hundred leaders here. So we, it looks like walking into a house. Then you go inside. It's like they've had to buy four or five homes from the inside. And what you're seeing in this direction goes in all directions. Really? And there's a, a, a second, like if you could just look back those columns there, but this is not even all. And this looks like school desks. They all have desks? Yeah, and if they look boards, because I'm not preaching to them yet. But, no, um, no, but I mean, but they all have a desk. Like yes, a, yeah. because they're all, they're, they're all to be students. Well, it was also a weekend where they have, okay, here's the deal. This church that was nothing in the poor part of Peru now has 130 other, uh, they've planted 130 other churches. And really? so they have. This was even pastors and leaders from other from other countries. But this, I thought I was walking in the house, and he says, there's 1,500 people in here. If you can see the TV screens, but this is not 1,500 people you're looking at. This is just one in one direction. It goes, I don't have enough of the pictures with me, but it goes in all directions, and they have like 20 or 30 screens everywhere. Yeah. And then there's a little second level. You can do the little, okay, do the little video uh, 10 second video of me speaking to them. Okay. Como les di, es posible tener un llamado más de un monte. Puede ser dos, tres, cuatro. Es posible tener un llamado de ser un protagonista en un monte. Significa que hablando del gobierno, sería ser político mismo. Pero también puede ser llamado a ser asesor o amigo del protagonista. O puede ser llamado a ser intercesor o intercesor. Okay, so what that is, that's at the end of it. And I'm saying, if you've heard me do the signs, the seven signs for the seven mountains, like your right hand's going to go numb if you're called to the mountain of government. Your left hand's going to go numb if you're called to the mountain of arts and entertainment. And so I'm having them all stand. I'm just explaining it. Then I say, when I blow on this microphone, the Holy Spirit's going to confirm these signs on you. Well, it's like a glory bomb hit the place. And wow. within five seconds, you know, there's people on the floor. There's people laughing because there's laughter if you're called to the mountain of religion. And there was tears, mountain of family. There was crying, laughing, left hand shaking, right arm shaking, feet on fire. I left the place, actually, because it was still, um, I usually do inventory and say, okay, how many of you felt this? But there was like, it was mayhem. It went into mayhem. So there was 1,500 people um, in the building, 1,000 people online, and they have planted another 130 churches. My goodness. Two days ago, they just planted on the north side of town for a south a south side church to plant in the north side. This is where the mega church's prosperous Bogota is. And then their first day church plant, they have 900 people in there. This the reason I wanted to share that is part of it. These are the spoils of of war. For yeah. me, it was like, wow, I didn't even know. This is what continues to be a surprise as I go around the nations. People who run with the message. And didn't ask me and tell me they're not supposed to ask me. They yeah. just they went with it. They didn't even get the follow-up books. They didn't even know about the follow-up books. They just activated their people and they activated the poor people. And then they, if you drive that neighborhood, he's like, This we've opened three restaurants here, it's an ice cream shop, there's a bread. Uh, it's all businesses everywhere. And then they have they 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 have trained um uh, young people, young men, the church pays for them. If they think they're going to be a good political candidate, they train them, raise them for the arts. They celebrate governmental people. They celebrate arts people. They Amazing. celebrate everything. And it was like probably the best honest uh, model 
for the seven mountain what it can what it can do because they have exploded even during covid during this time and they're seeing miracles they're they're having the gold and rubies and things come down during, uh, worship and it's like they're an entirely a seven mountain which just means believing in a big god and they have activated 100%. Activated, going to work in the kingdom of God, you know. And so, Amen. Steve, this is, what I, this is the part I just had to share today. Yeah. So, at the end, he, he introduces me to the ones that are about to be in government. They already have one person in key places, uh, city council, top place there. And the ones that are winning awards and different things. So, it's like, just so, it, it's like. A, wow. If you know South America, to go to what was poor neighborhoods and have these people thinking and acting this way, it just tells you what's what's available. But he says, this is our top artist. They even know what their top artist is for uh, Mountain of Arts Entertainment. And the Lord told them to make something for you. And so let's see if we can. Uh, let's see if we can show Jesus Christ, just judge. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. And it's a gavel and the scales of justice. There, there we go. Y'all got you got that right there. So and I had he had no idea. I wasn't preaching in his church. I haven't been speaking in Spanish where he'd know. This is the message. The gavel was what I was preaching at the other place, at the main place. We're having all our meetings. And he says, the Lord said to give this to you. Uh, and so, I, you know, that just blessed the song. Amazing, started. Johnny. This is wow. confirmation. If y'all wanted to know about the gavel. The gavel means there's been a ruling on behalf of the saints. It's the day for the saints to receive the kingdom. And so the scales of justice, yeah, they're moving. And this is what we're talking about in the front part of first part of this, uh, this uh, our, our program here today. And so be encouraged. That's why you had to be encouraged by what was given to me, because what's given to me as a word is a word given to all of all of you. Yeah. Just be aware that God is confirming. One last thing, Steve, I know we're sure. rushing this now. This is but this is too good. So I was given gifts and books and uh, oh, my goodness. Hmm. And, and this is supposedly, you know, Central and South America with poor poverty and other kinds of stuff. Man, they are rallying. They are waking up. They're getting. That's why I say there's spoils of war to be had now, even while we're waiting to the advanced justice stage. But again, that gavel and the scales of justice is the Lord saying, I'm on it. I'm on it. That's what's. this is what this is all about. So I had my friends from, and I don't even drink wine. Let's see what this is. So turn it where it can be. So from Chile, uh, an apostle covers a bunch of churches. He brings this. Let's see if I can get it where you can see. It says limited release. And if you see the brand name is Sutil. And, um, and so uh, he, he gave me a little word with it. But what was amazing, so he's from Chile. And then probably an hour later, um, we have someone that covers, uh, she's involved in government in Israel herself. And she actually oversees a whole network of multi-nation network of those involved in government that she is, is more than asked, begged. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll give you spiritual covering to the degree I can on that. You know, says, you're my father and this and that and the yeah. other. She says, I have to give you something the Lord had me bring. So she brings this yeah. right here from, and it's, it's kind of Jerusalem all over it. Didn't plan this right. And so she, she starts giving me a word. She says, the Lord says he's given you a new wine. And this is now the wine of abundance. Hmm. And 
Um, and she gets, you know, there's a whole, whole, whole word for this wine of abundance. Wow. But here's the part that I wanted to tell everybody. Sutil means subtle, okay, in Spanish. And I just looked up to get definitions of subtle. And so reason when I'm telling you, don't just rejoice for me, because here's what the Lord said. Yeah, it's a word. This was a word for me. Uh, but if faith arises in you as you hear yeah. this, you say, that's mine too. And the Lord will, will honor that as well, because we've been speaking over you and the nations that there is uh, abundance is coming. There's a wine of abundance. But she didn't know. I literally had just gotten a, a bottle of wine. And subtle means so precise as to be difficult to analyze or describe. Another definition, delicately complex and understated. Mm. Another one, making use of clever and indirect methods to achieve something. Arranged in an ingenious and an elaborate way. And it said limited release. Mm. That was the thing on the bottle. Nice. Uh, right. Uh, like Eggman is, you go backwards on this. Limited release, sutil, subtle. So there's a limited release. It's a wine of abundance. It goes, but it's partially natural abundance. But this is not, you know, this is not the wine that Jesus had to uh, drink of. Um, you know, the, let this cup pass from me. This yeah. is a cup we want to have. This is a cup we want to have. It's connected to the gavel, the ruling on behalf of the saints that's taking place. And if you can understand, this is our day to find spoils of war, to be able to celebrate um, him and victories in the midst of amazing contradictions, not get caught up excessively in the narrative of the enemy. We want to hear enough to wake up. Yeah. But it's now a time of, uh, uh, of, of joy and now uh, a time and uh, a, the joy of harvest. But there's a joy of abundance as well, because this ties into the Isaiah 61 assignment. We have to rebuild ruined nations. And Steve, if you just let me read one one sure. more time, the scriptures I'm talking about, because it's always good to hear what it actually says. Daniel 7, 26. But the court shall be seated, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it ever, destroy it forever. Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the heaven, under the whole heaven, will be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. So it talked about the court being mm. seated and a ruling made on behalf of the saints. So then Daniel, the scripture in Daniel 2, uh, verse 35, Daniel 2:35, it says, well, it talks about the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver of these other images being crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. So Jesus came. He struck the image through his blood. He regained authority at the cross. And so Good. Wherever, wherever this lying narrative that we lose here on earth, that we yeah. heard John MacArthur yeah. put out there, saying, we lose, we do not lose here on earth. It's established over and over and over and over, beginning with Daniel, that it becomes a great mountain and it fills the whole earth. 
and we connect it with verse 44. In the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom. That's what he's doing, which will never be destroyed. Hmm. No Antichrist ever takes this out. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever, inasmuch as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it broke in pieces all these things. The great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. The dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure. I have to establish again, this is what our narrative is, and I had to just share these elements, these prophetic elements. They blessed me so much while I was in um, uh, I was in Colombia. They're designed to bless you as well. God is speaking from all over. His gavel has been released. The court decision on behalf of the saints. This is the time to rise and shine. He's saying, in the midst of all this, I have a wine. How to show up even subtly. See, this is, when he says you are the salt of the earth, and this should be another whole message instead of just a 30-second thing I'm going to say right now. But salt is too much once you can see it. The whole, you know, if you put it on food, yeah. once you can see it, it's too much. But its effect is there. We have to learn how to do things under radar, not how not to over-announce ourselves and always have to be an organization or this. Mm. We show up. Um, there's a place to show up as light. Light is the visible part, and you are the light of the world. But you, I was teaching all the ones in government, don't always try to make a big stink about who you are in building an organization you can be a Joseph, you can be an Esther, you can be a Nehemiah, you can be a Daniel, you can be much better if you just show up with who he is and your effect is felt everywhere. And if you you know make yourself a target, you're just going to get uncalled for uh, mm. persecution and other things. So just a little bit of extra extra wisdom. Wow, we yeah. went on a while. Yeah, we went, well, John, would you go ahead and pray for the people as we close out and then we got another show this afternoon. So yeah. we better get out. Go ahead and pray if you will. That's good. And sorry, sorry, Steve, it took some No, that's time. good. That's good. Like, that was the whole thing I really wanted to share, but we got off on other things. Yeah, we sure did, didn't we? But it, it was, was good. That was good, too. That was a it, God. That was a little very good. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Lord, I just pray that your presence would come around all those who are listening right mm. now. Your excitement for the day that we're in, the inner confirmation that your gavel has uh, released an order, mm. injunction on behalf of us, your saints, and even this example of this pastor in their church and how they're mm. advancing in hard times in a hard area and mm. they have just the testimony of who they are and what they've done is amazing that this is something you have for all your sons and daughters who will go to the right narrative who will say this is a time to arise and shine and this is a time to to serve a great god a big god and see what he's what he will do in such a time as now so lord let that encouragement be released to your sons and daughters fresh anointing activation of your presence over them lord let them reverberate with your glory for what you're doing across the earth now in jesus name we pray amen 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 all right johnny thank you so much god bless you very good very rich uh, and then tomorrow is uh, donna rigney folks and uh, we will be actually recording her in a little while here this afternoon and then donna will be on tomorrow don't miss donna she's always got good fresh revelations so. thanks a lot johnny god bless you give our love to elizabeth and your family and we'll see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.